calling all high performers, goal getters, and anyone aiming to be the most empowered versions of themselves. Welcome to the Mindset Over Matter podcast. I am your host, Nikki Morton. I'm so glad you're here. This is a place for you to learn, to be encouraged, and to grow through whatever life throws your way from a place of power. Here, we cover the hard truths, share tips, tricks, and tools on all things habits, wellness, consistency, and of course, mindset. Are you excited yet? Me too. Let's jump in. Hey, hey, what's up? And welcome to today's episode of the Mindset Over Matter podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Morton. Happy Friday. Today is going to be a information jam-packed episode that is going to give you so many tips on how to focus, on how to get clear, and how to take really concise action towards the things that you want. Because in reality, to get the life that you want, you have to take action. And what stops us from taking action? Distractions. Distractions take away our ability to take action clearly and effectively. And the opposite of distractions is focus, right? So if we can be more focused, we can be more productive. All right. I know that was like a quick 30 second intro, but it's the truth. It's some good shit. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. So how can we stay focused? How can we prime our brains and our minds to get us into a place that focuses on the right things at the right time so that we can take the action that is going to get us to the life that we want. Well, the fact of the matter is distractions as much as anything else is a habit. And if you are someone who is easily distracted, it's probably because you've been getting distracted for a long time. It wasn't just today that this happened. So there are five things, at least for me, that I know for a fact improve focus and have helped me to build the business, to build the schedule, to maintain the life that I lead. I lead a very, very busy life running my business, doing this podcast, having a full-time nine-to-five job, a family, I'm planning a wedding. Everything is crazy all the time and I still have time to do my habits and my routines, thrive in this environment and I want you to be able to do the same. And how we do it is we focus. So. The first thing that we need to recognize is that our brain is a machine, but it's also an organism. It needs breaks. It it thinks on its own. It does its own things. And for that reason, we need to work with our mind and the way that our mind works instead of against it. So the natural curve of our brain's intention span and the ability to focus throughout the day kind of rises and is at its peak probably a few hours after we get out of bed. And then it starts to slowly wean off throughout the afternoon. Now, if you've ever had that two o'clock fog, you know exactly what mood I'm talking about, where it just seems like you can't focus as well on the things that you need to get done as you were able to in the morning when you first got into the office or you first sat down at your desk. So there's a kind of a scientific thing behind this that there is a morning peak and an afternoon slump, right? Like we were just saying. So the brain's maximum amount of full focus time that it can give during this peak and during this day when we roll with it is like three to four hours max, right? Now, if you know that you have this morning peak and this afternoon slump, how can you arrange the things that you have to do in your day so that what will take the most brain power is fit into the time frame in the day that you are thinking the best that that morning peak 
that's where you should be putting your most core intense mind focused work so that you are using your brain and working with it rather than trying to pull yourself into it at two o'clock in the afternoon when your brain is just naturally not as focused as it was in the morning. We are bombarded all day long by information, tasks, decisions, choices, people all day long. So yeah, by the time two o'clock hits, we're pretty much kind of burnt out. But in society, we still have to work throughout the day and go do our lives and things like that. So we adjust. But that does not mean that the natural human cycle of our brain has changed. So work with your brain instead of against it. And one thing that you can do if you want to work with your brain is to train your brain to understand when it's time to focus and when it's time to have a break. One of the things that you can do is you can use music to prime your brain, to get your brain into a phase of understanding that when the song plays, when this playlist plays, it is time to focus. Now, you might be thinking, this sounds really familiar. Where does this where does this conditioned behavior, where is this coming from? It is coming from Pavlov's dogs, which if you've never heard of it, and if you've never seen The Office with Dwight and Jim, allow me to explain it to you. Personally, I like Dwight and Jim's version better, so we're going to do that version of the story, which is that they sit across from each other in The Office, and what Jim does is he makes a noise on his computer like the Windows login sound. And when he does that, he starts offering Dwight mints. And over time, he conditions it a few more times, a few more times, a few more times where this happens. Ping, mint, ping, mint, ping, mint. And then he basically said, I'm not going to give him the mint. I'm just going to ping the computer. And sure enough, he pings the computer and without without hesitation, Dwight just hands his arm out, doesn't say a word, looks up at Jim and is like, why does my mouth have this weird taste and why am I holding my hand out? And Jim is like, I don't know, right? And it's because he trained Dwight's brain to associate getting a mint with that sound. And because of that, his brain automatically knew to switch into, I need a mint. And as much as we love to believe that humans are these highly evolved creatures, we are like dogs in this sense. We can train our brains using music, using sounds, using tips, using things like this to get us the results that we want, to get us the habits that we want, to get us the rewards that we want. And so this is something that I do. I have one specific song that when I play the beginning of that song, my brain automatically hones in. And it's it's almost unconscious at this point that I just go into a prime focus of I'm working. This is what I'm doing. And this has come from a year or so of using this song, of playing it on a continual basis when I'm focusing, when I need to focus. That now it's subconscious that when this song comes on, I focus. Another song that you can use, so is um, Rob Dial uses it. It's called Binarial Beats on YouTube. There is a picture of an owl and he'll play it for the last 20 to 25 minutes until the ending. And I'll explain the reason why he does that at the end, but that is also a way that you can use your brain is to find a song or a playlist or something that you can play over and over and over again, something that's ambient that helps you focus and train your brain to get more clear and more focused in that time. 
So the third thing that you can do when you are in times of I need to focus and I cannot be distracted, this is the simplest thing, yet it's the thing that we all seem to forget to do, which is to communicate the need. Communicate with those around you, whether it's via email, whether it's blocking off your calendar, telling your significant other that you need to go in the room and close the door and not to be interrupted unless someone is dying or there is an emergency. Communication is the easiest way to avoid misunderstandings, to get some clarity, and to be sure that your needs and requests are respected and met. So how often, if you think back, how often have you gotten annoyed with someone or mad or irritated because you had this expectation or you had this thing that you were trying to do that you didn't speak, but then someone then comes and interrupts you and it bothers you because you were trying to focus I know that happens to me, but again, let me, let me ask you this question. Did you ever say, I need to focus? Because so often we get mad at someone and it's like you got mad because you didn't communicate a need and then they interrupted you and you had an expectation that you did not communicate. And if you didn't communicate it, that is not someone else's mistake. Okay? Okay. Now, I want to bring this into a more real life situation because I experience this all the time when it comes to being in a coffee shop. Okay. So I used to work at Pete's Coffee and Tea. I worked there for like four and a half years while I was in college. And one of the biggest things that they taught us is that acknowledgement and recognition can go a really long way in situations where you need patience or you need understanding from other people. Now, you would think, where? what does that mean? Well, when you're working in a coffee shop, it's 7.30 a.m. The line is out the door. All of the screens are like red and people are staring at you in groups waiting for their coffee. That pressure can be a little, it can be a little tight. It can feel a little high pressure while you're trying to work through this. And so something that we were taught is that you acknowledge the customer's patience. You acknowledge the fact that they are there, that you see them, that you acknowledge them and that you are working on it and you just need a little bit more time. So something that I used to do is I would be on bar making drinks and I would be working on Bruce's and then I'd have Mary's vanilla latte, right? And I'd say, hey, Bruce, yours is coming up right now. And then Mary's, I'm working on yours right after that. And Sarah, you're right after that. Just give me a couple more minutes. I thank you so much for your patience. The amount of times that someone has walked up, grabbed their coffee and said, thank you so much for just for letting me know. I appreciate it because I was worried. I wondered that my drink had gotten forgotten or I wondered that, you know, something happened. And sometimes maybe it did get forgotten. But nine times out of 10, it was genuinely that they were getting frustrated that no one was acknowledging that they needed help. No one was acknowledging that they existed. And I know for me being on the receiving end, now that I'm a customer at a coffee shop, when I go in and I'm standing waiting to order my drink with the barista, with the, the cashier, and I see them behind the counter all talking to each other, no one acknowledges me and I stand there essentially twiddling my thumbs while they talk to each other and kind of wipe things down and they don't even acknowledge that I exist, I start getting a little bit more irritated because I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm here to place an order, I'm here to add value to this company by making a purchase and the least you could do is just acknowledge that I'm here. But if you don't even acknowledge it, then how can you 
like be a, like, how can you expect that understanding? Right? Because now when I, if someone were to say, Hey, just give me one second, ma'am. I'm, we're just finishing this up real quick and I'll be right with you. Well, shit. All right. I don't mind waiting. Not a problem. But if you never acknowledge their existence in the first place, I'm not going to be friendly and very helpful and very excited to order from you when I know that you didn't take that time to acknowledge it, right? It's just kind of annoying. So communication, again, even if it feels like it's over communication, is almost always better than having the potential misunderstanding. So make sure that those around you know the goals that you're trying to create, know the things that you're trying to make in your life and are willing to support you through it. And you have to be willing to advocate for yourself, your needs and the things that are important to you because no one else is responsible for doing that except you. So now that you have done that and now that we have talked about our communication, we have talked about music, we have talked about going with our brain and not against it, I want to talk about that 20 minute, 25 minute gap I talked about when it comes to binarial beats and music. So if you've ever heard of this, this is probably the craziest, most important tip of the entire thing. And if you get anything out of this, it's to try this. It's called the Pomodoro Technique. If you have not heard of this, essentially what it is, is working in time blocks on one specific task only for 25 minutes at a time with a five minute break after. And then you do another 25 minute break on and a five minute break after. 25 minutes on, five minute break after. Follow it for the fourth time and then you take a longer break. Now, this seems like a very interesting, simple, kind of maybe in ideal way to do things, but hear me out. Our brains work on a natural focus cycle. And because of that, even though we have our morning peak and our daily slump in the afternoon, we also have a kind of intention span as well when we sit down and we start working on things. And the average intention span of focus when someone sits down to work on something intently is about an hour, give or take. But if you take smaller breaks, you can actually tap in to the highest peak of the focus time because 25 minutes is right around the peak of when your focus would start to taper off in the hour. So if you can stop there, take the break, and then start back up, you are completely starting over again from a peak. So you're constantly compounding your focus, compounding your technique on top of it, on top of it, on top of it, until you are a productive masterpiece, focused as shit, getting everything done. This technique has saved me hours of bullshit work, of doing things that weren't actually important, of doing things that were not actually getting me to the goals that I had. And it is because of that, that I started doing this technique and that I strive to aim and do it and time block this way as much as possible. And why I think it's so important is because if you are someone who has a lot of things, if you are a high caliber, high achiever, executive, um, someone who is a professional who has a lot on their plate, then you need to be extremely effective with your time. You need to be extremely effective with your focus. And this is the way to do it. Because when you do this and you do it for a long time, the hill of focus will grow and your productivity will skyrocket. It's just science. It's just facts. It's just working with your brain instead of against it. Now, 
The last and final tip that I'm going to give you is probably going to be one of the most obvious ones, but I'm about to blow your mind in terms of why it is actually so important, which is to get the heck away from your phone as much as possible. And if you can stay away from your phone as much as possible, do it. Put it in another room, set your, pal- set your Pomodoro Technique timer on your computer instead, turn off your notifications, and get to work. And there's a few reasons why I'm so big on phone and time management when it comes to your phone, um, which is a few reasons. One, as most of you are fully aware at this point, it's very well known that our phones and the screens that we look at all day long have a blue light in them, which is extremely addictive. Now, this blue light, while you're like, oh, it's an addictive light, like da-da-da-da, it's not just an addictive light, Okay. This addict the the part of the brain that your blue light addiction triggers is the same part of the brain that a cocaine addict gets triggered when they do cocaine. Skyrocketed energy, all kinds of craziness, scattered focus, and it is insane. So I want you to think about this. If you are someone who has a blue light addiction, which we all pretty much do to some extent, and you take your phone away from you for a little bit and then you wake up and and you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you do is look at your phone imagine giving someone who is addicted to cocaine eight hours off and just letting them simmer and simmer and simmer and then just giving them their vice talk about an addiction strengthener no like You're asking for that person to be more and more and more addicted when you continually give them breaks and then give them the vice. So something that you can do, and this is something I recommend for everybody, I have this rule in my own own routine, is when my alarm goes off, I shut it off, I do not look at my phone. I may have a million notifications and I might see if I have text messages in case anything went wrong, but I do not talk, I do not let the world in to me, to my perspective, to my thoughts. I do not let all those notifications, I do not let the world, I do not let Facebook notifications and the news and what happened in the six hours I was sleeping get to me before I've even had a moment to check in with myself. And when you give yourself more time off and you give yourself more time away from your phone, you actually allow yourself more time to focus. And it's actually been shown that the longer that you can stay away from your phone, the better and more productive and more focused that you will be throughout the longevity of your day. And if you do not believe me, again, on the importance of waning yourself a little bit from this addiction to your phone and this blue light, imagine the fact that on average, the, per, the average person per day, notifications, text messages, phone calls, hey, what time is it? averages over 150 times per day okay that is insane when you think about how much time you are really spending on your phone if that's actually the case right so here after all of this this is what i have to tell you your focus your energy and your time are irreplaceable assets to you you cannot get them back Use your focus, use your time, use your energy wisely because what you focus on will flourish. And if you're focusing on all the bad or all the things that are going wrong, you're going to find it. But if you start focusing on 
How can I be better? How could I focus more? How could I show up? What is the one thing that I need to do today to get me to move the needle? Much more powerful. It will flourish. Your goals will flourish if you can focus on the right things. So take these five tips, snag them, put them in your pocket, like I say, every week. Take them with you into the next week. I hope that you can focus. I hope that you can flourish. And just remember that you have complete control over where you're going, over the journey that you're on, and over the path that you create. So go create a good one, and I will talk to you next week.